Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. Dave Warnicky here and I am here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Dave Warnicky here. Dave Warnicky yeah. here and I'm here. See, I thought he was going really well until he doubled up on here. No, he was purposely changing up because I was fucking around and I was going to jump in and yeah. talk over him and he, he did an old switcheroo yeah, on Perkins. It was nice. All right, how about Dave Warnicky here and I find myself in a room with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. So that's oh. what a pro would have said. <laughs> That. It also kind of feels like you just stumbled into this room and here we are. <laughs> yeah, wow, I found oh, them I in a room. Yeah. Oh, Good. We Don't hiding. give away our location. <laughs> he just did. He said we're in a room. Shh. That's enough. Okay, okay. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Jess has lost her little marbles and she's going to find them during the show. Hopefully, while you're listening to the live show, she'll have found them. <laughs> And uh, we'll update you on that later. But it is a live episode we're going to throw to in a second. Is that right, Dave? That is right. This is uh, our last episode that we recorded in uh, U- uh, in the UK on our tour. Mm. It was our biggest show yet in London. So thank you so much to everyone that came to that one. It was the second show we'd done in that day. Yeah. And I was worried that we'd never done two shows or two reports in one day before. And uh, I think we did a good job. 
It was really fun. We did really well. I, I set up a camera that day. So there's, uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, um, sometime soonish, there'll be a, a video of that. And a few of the other live episodes we've put up recently, there's videos of them, just single shots. So it's not super exciting to watch, but it's something if you want to. Look, I don't know why I'm being defensive oh, to you. <laughs> I mean, we bought a camera. It can shoot in 4K. It can. It can. I don't know if it did, but it can. It did. And then obviously um, I'm not uploading them to YouTube in 4K, but you can just, just know that at one point that footage was in 4K. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what 4K means. Don't follow up with any questions. Is it $4,000? Yes. Ooh. Yes, but YouTube doesn't accept dollars. No, because they work in the non-metric system. Classic YouTube. <laughs> Uh, but so you can find us on youtube.com slash do go on. And that is do a, on pod. bloody hell do go on pod. <laughs> and that is also uh, what we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do go on pod. And our D-O-G-O-O-N-P-O-D. email. And our email. Do go on pod at gmail.com. So if you want to, you should find us on all those things. Also, it'd be real cool. I don't know why I'm spieling right now, but if you uh, do have a chance, it'd be so cool if you could give us a five star review on iTunes or whatever. Is that right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, especially whatever, because that is the that's key to where, success. Yeah, that's where the the big wigs of Big Pod yes. actually look. Yeah, they're, they're over iTunes. They're into the whatever. Yeah. And if you are, I mean, if you're into it, and if you are a pod lover, which you, you may well be, Dave Warnicky does a great new podcast called Book Cheat. It's kind of like do go on only for books, uh, classic books, where he'll do a report, a book report on a classic uh, novel, and it comes out fortnightly, and it's really bloody funny. Uh, Jess and I have been on episodes before. Dave's read the book so that you don't have to. Yeah, it's really That's good. my tagline. It's a great tagline. I'm glad it's getting out there. Yeah. Uh, I've got I- that tattooed on my butt. <laughs> oh, wow. I also do a podcast <laughs> weekly called Primates, and it's all about primates and popular culture. It sounds bloody stupid, but it's just a lot of fun. So much fun. It's just a lot of fun. It's a great reason for funny people to hang out together. And what's your catchphrase? Uh, we're going through primates and popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. And you know where that's tattooed? It's on my butt. Yeah! <laughs> it's in real small print on that <laughs> tiny tush. The last three episodes <laughs> featured you two as guests. Yeah, because we were trapped with you, yeah. so we had to do we it. record them while we are travelling. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's across social media and stuff. as Prime, P-R-I-M-E, Mates, M-A-T-E-S. Pod, P-O-D. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to tell us how to spell pod. <laughs> and um, Dave's is uh, book cheat pod on social medias. That's right. And that's spelled exactly how you think it should be. Yeah, which would be real smart. <laughs> Thinking back to it, having to explain a bad pun every time. Anyway. it's what happens when you're the pun king. Yeah, that's true. Can't, uh, you know, up here on my throne. Can't help myself. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we should probably get into the show. Before we do, I should plug one last thing. I'm so sorry, everybody. But I'm uh, doing a new stand-up show next year across Australia. I'm going to Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne. Uh, it's called Bone Dry. Um, tickets are already on sale for Perth, and there's an early bird discount code uh, do go on for do go on listeners. So please uh, go get your tickets early. I'm only there for, I think, five nights. From Feb 12th. Only uh, five nights. So you better hurry up and get those tickets because they will go. 
and you will feel like an idiot if you don't get tickets and then you're like, oh, maybe I'll just see what it's like closer to, see what I feel like doing. And then you just try to like rock up on the night and get a ticket. Like, ah, hello. (laughs) I mean, I've already bought a ticket and I'm not even sure if I'm going to be in that city that time. My point is go support Matt. Uh, You can find more details at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. And it'd be real cool to see you there. Thanks so much uh, for that. I'm just, I'm just really proud of you, and I just support you, and I want other people to see your art. <laughs> and you yes, so it is art. It is art. Dave Warnick is directing the show, so you know it's going to be art. I'm That's why just it's so art. proud of both of you, and I just want people to see your collective art. Thank you so much. Anyway, we should get uh, into the show because it is a real kraken. Buddy, it's a crackalacken. It's a banger. It's lacking crack. It's not lacking any crack. It's full of crack. It's, yeah, it's crack, crack up to the bloody nines. It's crack city. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. Turn the crack dial all the way up to a lot of crack. Yeah, which is the <laughs> highest uh, bit you can do. Yeah, they're always like, don't turn it all the way up. But we did. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah, we have to break some glass to do it. Crack glass. Crack, crack glass. All right, let's Dave, throw it into the show. Well, enjoy this little nugget of podcast recorded live in London. The Do Go On podcast um, was the first ever podcast, by my understanding. When Matt first asked me to talk about how important the Do Go On podcast was, I said, yeah, all right. I don't listen to podcasts. The UK! What the hell's that? I've always always called it the yuck, the uck. What am I talking about? I've never travelled before. I'm scared of planes, scared of jets, scared of trains, but you know what I'm not scared of? Submarines that can't kill you if it's hard to kill someone else, what I'm saying? Matt, Jess and Chris from the Do Go On podcast are some of the most intelligent people you will ever meet and they have changed podcasting for the better. I can do any sound you like. I like, uh, here's the sound of like a ship. No, no, don't do it with the machine. Let me do it. Ready? Here's the sound of a ship. No. Let me do it. Here's the sound of a ship. Serial season three. Fuck off. Give me do go on episode whatever the fuck they're up to. Matt, I don't want to participate in this. This is... You're going to make me sound like an idiot. I know you. You're going to do something stupid. I'm going to to look like an idiot. 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 Hello. My name is Michael Cat. And the Do Go On podcast is the greatest podcast that anyone has ever done. 
let me list for you the greatest podcasts of all time. Serial. This American Life. And now it's time to welcome to the stage the cast of the Do Go On podcast. Matt, Jess and Dave... podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, except for Do Go On, you could probably skip that one. I do not sanction their buffoonery. by two of the greatest people ever. It's Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello. Hello. Yeah. How high are we? Look at the ants down there. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. This is like real theatre. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think real theatre is? <laughs> it's this. <laughs> For four hours. Earlier today we did a show in a pub. <laughs> now look at us. <laughs> All the way up here. <laughs> yeah, just, just try, just try, just try. Uh, no, sorry. Oh, come on, just uh, try. We're just so far above you. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. This is very cool, though. Thank you so much for coming yeah. out. You have a good night, Sunday night. Is it Sunday? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know what day it is. Whatever. Oh, where to brag? Yeah. I also like that we have this enormous stage, and our chairs could not be much closer. That's how we like it. We like to be nice and close and cosy. Right, Matt? Big time, yeah. <laughs> you were about to move away. Yep. Yeah, okay. we love to be real <laughs> cosy. Look at that over here. That feels all right. All right, well, uh, welcome, to that. Sh- welcome to the show. We're going to do it like this. Never done this before, but that's all right. I'm going to go over here now. Explore nearly knocked your drink space. onto your iPad. That was good. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I nearly spilled my drink. Oh, that would have been fun. All right, this is the show. Um, we going over here. Here's Mark behind a curtain. Wanted to stay hidden. Hi, Mark. Thought I'd point him out instead. <laughs> Look, what? it's been a long tour, and we're um, probably still a little jet lagged and tired. <laughs> and um, that's your excuse for everything. <laughs> and I will continue to use it. <laughs> well, I need a nap. I'm jet lagged. That was two and a half weeks ago. That flight. Yeah, well, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a tired girl. Anyway, Dave, explain things. Oh, well, I've, I've been asking our way around in different cities. I'm like, oh, what does the audience want the show to be, right? Because yes. we can do really whatever you like. Um, I think, where, where do they They wanted a strip show in Bristol. Yep. And we delivered that. Um, hey, we give you what you want. But we, we have already done that. So um, we need, what's, what do you want? What do you want, man? What did you say? <laughs> 
Two hours, hours of silence. silence. Can do. <laughs> he just wants a place to relax. Would it help if I did this naked? <laughs> no. Oh. Would not I be veto helpful. that one. Now, how about we do an episode of the Do Go On podcast? Now, ladies and gentlemen, give me a round of applause if you've ever heard our show before. <laughs> people? Most people, maybe. That is... An enormous relief. Well, that is genuinely very nice. But uh, I also always like to give a shout-out to the people that have never heard the show before. So don't be shy. Give me a round of applause and cheer now if you've never heard the podcast before. Yes! I love you, Wood, and you were like, all right, everyone else is doing it. Yeah, nice. Do you want to be the only one? Uh, Thanks so much for coming out. When you were told it was a podcast, you didn't think it would look like this, did you? Yeah. (laughs) people come to this thing? My goodness. (laughs) Thank you so much for the people that did come, though. Thank you. Which is you. <laughs> this is also um, the biggest show I've ever done, so thank you so much for coming out yeah. to it. It would have obviously been rough uh, without you guys. <laughs> Still would have been the biggest room, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we claim that. Yeah. Our podcast studio at home is very small, so this just would have been nice. I still probably would have done that bit about, <laughs> you know, being over there and then, and then going over there bit of fun. You guys remember that? That was fun. Remember that? <laughs> Tell your grandkids about Let's that Let's listen to our top three favourite things that have happened so far. <laughs> Nearly spilling my drink. Now, for a p- uh, couple of people that haven't heard the show before, basically what we do is we usually uh, do a report on a topic one of us does, suggested by a listener most of the time, and the other two people don't know what the topic's going to be. But a few shows on this tour, we have been uh, picking a theme and then all doing a mini report on that topic. Uh, so we still don't know what the other people have chosen. And today, Matt, what is the topic that the three of us will be reporting on? We put this up for a vote on Patreon. What um, mini topic umbrella report would they like? Fuck. <laughs> it's amazing that they had an answer for that weird question. But <laughs> what topic umbrella report? They uh, halfway through that sentence and just shut their computer. <laughs> uh. It ended up being uh, urban mysteries and myths and legends, which is... <laughs> A bit of fun, hopefully. Just is that right? Did I say that right? Uh, I mean, in that yeah. ballpark, sure. That's can I? Ballpark. Can we just call it urban myths? Sure. You happy no. with urban myths tonight? <laughs> All right, let's get with urban myths. I'm happy with That's that. That's not what. It's urban legends, isn't it? Fuck. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I don't care as what's, long as it's what's urban. The yeah. That's the main thing. What's the difference between those two? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'll field this one. Um, <laughs> You'll field the question I asked you. Myths. Myths aren't true and legends could be? That sounds about right. Yeah. End of report. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, well, that's Matt done. Uh, on to Jess. Well done. Well, yeah, I'm going to kick things off today um, with my report. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen or heard the show before, uh, we always start with a question to get us onto topic. So I'll ask the boys and then I'll throw it over to you guys as well. So my question is, I wrote a question. Thank you so much. <laughs> I usually forget. <laughs> I love the people that haven't heard the show are like, wow, they're really wooing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a question. Yeah! Yeah! No, nah, I deserved that. Um, which US town went into a panic because of a story from three teenage boys? I made it a oh. really vague, stupid question. Well, it's we've not had... Gary, Indiana, is oh, it? Oh, man, imagine, but no. Uh. Is it something that we would have any chance of knowing? Nah. Because <laughs> we've had uh, Salem go into a panic from young. 
women Well, spreading. it's not the question, is it, Dave? He's just, you know when you don't know something, but you still want everyone to know you're smart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think you'll find the capital of Ecuador is Quito. So, that's true. <laughs> Oh, oh, stop it. Why, why would that not be true? You, could, you chose from any facts in the world. Why would you have chosen an incorrect... Anyway, that's... We can fight about this later. Yeah. Um, does anybody in the audience have an idea? Wyoming. Not Wyoming. Has anybody heard of Flatwoods? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You took a fucking poll, did you? No. Hang on, I'll this one. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it's still... I'd I speak for the people. <laughs> what about our Wyoming friend? Did you hear, have you heard of Flatley? <laughs> but we, you, to wait. be fair, we cannot see shit. Yeah. We're looking <laughs> at a general area. Okay, oh, three people down from you. Yeah, no, oh, I'm on the defensive earlier. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Welcome, <laughs> thank you so much. Sunshine and rainbows. Sorry. <laughs> You Can do have, have an sit? American accent, though, do you? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not from the States, so... Oh, fuck. So where, where are you from? Where are you from? <gasps> what? You bloody Don't. trickster. <laughs> he just had a heart attack and he's old. That's dangerous. <laughs> that messed with my heart. I did enjoy the no before because I, yeah. lo- I do love that accent. They could, they could reject me like that any day yeah. and I'd be like... Thank so you bloody, so much. <laughs> so bloody nice to be here. Thank yeah. you. No. No. <laughs> no. So good. No. no. We love it. No. No, thank you for answering on behalf of everyone. Um, there's only 300 of you, so good that you could whip around so quickly. So this is fl- flatly. She was, she was right, though, in her defence. It was a no. Yeah. It could be somebody out there very quietly like, actually, I have. But now I'm not going to pipe up because Jess will yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sorry and welcome. Um... So this, this story is about an entity, that's a fun word, reported to have been sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia, in the US, on September 12th, 1952. It's really hard not to sing now. Oh, Good yes. year. Yeah. Did I it. love that you yes. hesitated and then we're like, fuck it, I'm going for it. <laughs> Follow your gut, yes. Um, two brothers by the name of Edward and Fred May. Oh, Ed and Fred. Their parents are not creative. What? No, that's very creative. Ed and Fred. Well, you come up with two other names that rhyme. Good luck. (laughs) Matt and Pat. I came up with that. (laughs) Could you tell that wasn't me that said it? I can't believe that stumped you. (laughs) No, it was like a comedy stump. I was joking. I guess I could... Totally fingers, no names. Ed and Fred and, the, uh, and their friend Tommy said they saw a bright object cross the sky and land on the property of a local farmer. Um, the boys went to the home of Kathleen May. I'm presuming that's their mum because their names are Edward and Fred May. Unless there's multiple May families in the town, which is unlikely, so let's assume it's their mum. I'm happy to go with you on this one. <laughs> You happy to? Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so they told their mum this story and uh, she went with the three boys plus 
two other kids they picked up along the way by the name of Neil Nunley, that's good, and Ronnie Shaver, less good. <laughs> All right, this sounds like a, some sort of secret agent, Ronnie Shaver. Really? Yeah. That's Come your secret you know? agent name. You Ronnie Shaver. Any cool name and you go for a Ronnie Shaver. Yeah. Hello, I'm Ronnie Shaver. <laughs> so sorry. Sounds um, to me like a... More like a fake, a fake name. You're in the bathroom, yeah. you're on the phone. <laughs> I've got a friend. Ronnie. Ronnie Gillette. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the group of them go, and they've also got uh, a National Guard by the name of Eugene Lemon. They are making up these <laughs> <Yeah>. names. <laughs> I've got heaps of friends. Fruit bowl and... <laughs> <laughs> Dinner <laughs> plate. <laughs> Oh, uh, when you get dinner plate on the sauce, that guy oh. fucking goes off. He is crazy. Um, so they get the, this National Guard, Eugene Lemon, and they went to the farm uh, in an effort to locate whatever it was that the boys said they'd seen. Um, the group reached the top of a hill where Neil said, Hey, saw, hey, saw. He said, Hey, saw, hey, saw. <laughs> oh, I mean, is this some sort of catchphrase he's trying to get off the ground? Yeah. Hey, saw, hey, saw, am I right? Everyone's like, shut up, Neil. Shut up. He's that guy who tries to come up with nicknames for himself. It's like, hey, guys, call me Jaguar. <laughs> I had a guy in school call himself Maverick. <laughs> hey, I'm Maverick. No, you're not. Yeah, did not catch up. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. In year eight, I tried to, for a week, get people to call me Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, I am not called Cobra. <laughs> So feel free to try and get that happening out there. It's definitely worth a try. <laughs> Cobra, Cobra, how cool does that sound? How much does it not suit you? <laughs> Maybe you, earthworm. But imagine me... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, field mouse. <laughs> I was a lot tougher in year eight. Wow. <laughs> Don't it? No. I really slimmed down. <laughs> earthworm. <laughs> that should catch on. No, right. don't. Come on, put the phones away. <laughs> Hashtag Cobra. <laughs> Hashtag Earthworm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, Earthworm is just a shit Cobra. Fuck. My point exactly. Fuck. You're a is shit you, Cobra. You think an Earthworm is a shit Cobra? <laughs> well, I mean, you're very good at geography, biology. Less so. Not your strength. <laughs> Gaborone, the capital of Botswana. Okay. No, no, no. All right. So Neil said that he saw pul- a pulsing red light, um, and Lemon said he aimed a flashlight in that direction and momentarily saw a tall, man-like figure with a round red face, surrounded by a pointed, hood-like shape. <laughs> Other people also claim to have seen this creature over the years. So this is when it sort of started and then it, it kind of grew from there. Um, although the description of this creature varied quite a lot. Um, Kathleen May described the figure as having small claw-like hands, uh, clothing-like folds and a head that resembled the Ace of Spades. <laughs> Which bit? <laughs> the the spades, A. The symbol, yeah. <laughs> They could have chosen any A, and then with the A to space. The A's. They know their typography. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. 
Um, there was a, a UFO writer. Sounds like the type of person you want at your dinner party. Uh, Gray Barker, making up names. And he described the figure as approximately 10 feet tall with a round blood red face, a large pointed hood-like shape around the face. That kind of matches up. Um, Eye-like shapes, so you could call them eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Had some kind of eye-like shape. Shaped a bit like an eye, where eyes would be. If only there was a word for that. And these eye-like shapes uh, (laughs) emitted greenish-orange light. What colour is that? Greenish-orange? Greenish-orange. Grorange. (laughs) I think. No, yep, you're right. I just forgot momentarily. And it had a dark black or green body. And the group said they smelled a pungent mist. And some I mean, which, meal, come on. <laughs> which is also a smell called grorange. <laughs> <laughs> Pungent. Um, some of them also said that they uh, later felt quite nauseated. The local sheriff and a deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area and they searched the site of the reported monster but saw, heard and smelled nothing. <laughs> which is a normal part of a police report. It There's a always, smell section. Always write it down. Yeah. We're clear. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is some good detective work. My guess is definitely that one of the boys farted and blamed the monster. (laughs) Or shat themselves. (laughs) I smell a monster! (laughs) Definitely shat himself. The next day, a reporter from the Braxton Democrat, a reporter called A. Lee Stewart Jr., too many things happening in that name, claimed to discover skid marks. (laughs) Neil? (laughs) And an odd gummy deposit. Neil! Neil, what what were you eating last night? That sounds like a dietary issue. (laughs) Neil needs issues. Um, which uh, were subsequent, subsequently attributed by UFO enthusiast groups as evidence of a saucer landing skid marks. Obviously, they have wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a bit of a media frenzy around this story as well because um, it was the 50s. And according to former news editor Holt Byrne, now we're talking... Uh, Newspaper stories were carried throughout the country. Radio broadcasts were carried on large networks and hundreds of phone calls were received from all parts of the country. And the National Press Service rated the story number 11 of that year. So it was a pretty big... Ooh, top 11. That's impressive. All right, mate. We would kill to be number 11. (laughs) Come on. Um, It sounds like it continued to just be an urban legend around the area from then on um, until in 2000... When Joe Nickel of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, or CSI, (laughs) decided to investigate the case, he concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by witnesses on that fateful day was most likely a meteor. (laughs) That the pulsating red lights were likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon, and he suggested that witnesses' perceptions were distorted by their heightened state of anxiety. Nichols' conclusion, conclusions are shared by a number of other investigators, including those of the Air Force, but that's what they want you to think. Yes. 
Um, but this was backed up by the fact that the night of September 12th, uh, a meteor had been observed across three different states in America, including West Virginia. So that's probably what it was. And he also concluded that the shape, movement and sounds reported by witnesses were also consistent with the silhouette, flight pattern and call of a startled barn owl. (laughs) (laughs) They do have eye-like shapes. Yeah. (laughs) Think about it. But could he explain the smell? (laughs) (laughs) Neil? (laughs) The owl shat itself. (laughs) Neil's really clutching at straws. Witnesses had also described the monster to be wearing a green pleated skirt, which apparently no one thought was odd. Well, it's consistent with any owl that I know. Yeah. Well, researchers believe this is probably just foliage underneath the owl. Because <laughs> it was probably perched on a branch, as owls do. So that's good. Um, researchers uh, also concluded that the witnesses' inability to agree on whether the creature had arms... <laughs> Combined with Kathleen May's report of it having small claw-like hands, which extended extended in front of it, also matched the description of a barn owl. (laughs) What? With its talons gripping a branch. Oh. (laughs) Now, these days, locals seem to be quite proud of their monster. They've put up a welcome to Flatwoods slash home of the green monster sign on the route leading into the town. And in celebration of the legend, the Braxton City Convention and Visitors Bureau built a series of five tall chairs in the shape of the monster to serve as landmarks and visitor attractions. They're really fucking creepy. (laughs) Why chairs? Um, A great question, Dave. Why not just make a model of the... Yep. (laughs) West Virginia. Um, the town of Flatwoods also houses a museum dedicated to the monster. Is that Neil's backyard? It smells because of the monster. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil still has issues, and he's never looked into it. God, I hope. And they also have um, they have uh, promotional merchandise at this museum, and I really hope they have magnets because <laughs> I want one. The monster legend is celebrated every year when the town of Flatwoods holds its annual festival called Flatwoods Day. <laughs> The three-day festival is a weekend of live music, food and craft. <laughs> that, wait, what? None of that mentioned the owl? No. Or the other thing you or were talking about? monster. I blinked with both eyes. Kind of what blinking bl- is, isn't it? You, you blinked with both eyes. Very good. With my eye-like shapes. <laughs> And finally, uh, just a little fun fact. Is anybody a fan of the game Fallout 76? Fallout nerds. Nerds. Ha! Sucked in, nerds. Dave, you were practising your flossing before. Is that, the, is that related? <laughs> is that not related? I've oh, never flossed. What's flossing got to do with gaming? I don't know. <laughs> what a time to find out. I... I <laughs> I just think they're probably the two hack jokes about kids today and I thought they were from the same thing. Yeah, that does show your age, doesn't it? That makes sense that they're they're not connected? No. Yes, Fortnite, the other game. And what did you say? Fallout. Very different things. Very different things. One of them's cool. (laughs) Which one? Who fucking knows? (laughs) 
says at the moment. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say. I was oh, not, for fuck's sake. I was not flossing backstage. I cannot have that on Cobra's reputation. <laughs> that would really ruin things for me. I, can't, I don't know how. I don't know how. I honestly don't know. <laughs> Thank you. The he first person to ever be arrested for flossing. <laughs> yeah, Dave was flossing up against me out back and it was no good. Was, I did not hear you complaining. It was very uncomfortable. Look, uh, all I was going to say is that the monster is in the game. That was not worth coming back to. And that is my report on the Flatwoods monster. Jess Perkins! What, what, what? Now I can relax. What are the two games? Your mum's butt. Okay. A fun time and for all. Chess. What is so? Anyway, I'll ask you it's later. It's not. Yeah. You can't is, get to are it. Are they can not you? both video games? Yeah. What? They are. And what? one of them has flossing, and the other. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there are people in here who are like, I'm equally baffled, right? Yeah. Surely. Uh, let's list the games that don't feature flossing. <coughs> Monopoly. That'd be quicker for you. This is my favourite bit because I get to watch Matt type in his password. It's come diddly come come. <laughs> come come. C. <laughs> U. Now you're trying to do the actual password while you out loud spelling. You can't do both at once. All right. Who wants to hear my report? Well, you're in for a bloody treat. <laughs> Dave choked for a second there. It was genuine panic. I was like, oh, a little boy! He's all right. <laughs> He's Please. so cute. My question is, did you guys come in late? You can find seats maybe if you want to. Or hang at the back. Yeah, that's cool. I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> I guess, whatever. I'm just going to do this report. We'll chat later. Have you ever played Fallout? (laughs) Matt's got questions. (laughs) What is Is one of them cowboys? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The best bit is that's a genuine question. That's not a joke question. My friends do some of these things. I don't know. They do some of it. They play games. Yeah. Okay. Any gamer heads here? (laughs) You are frequently on a show about games. Yes, and yes, it is gamey, 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 you fucking legend. All right. I'm going to call Evan later. That's for me and that one person. All right, so here is my question to get on my topic, an even better topic than before. If you thought that was a topic, then wait till you hear... Th- my question is, <laughs> what kind of mythical creature is said to haunt the Highgate Cemetery in London? One mile from where we are staying. <gasps> you were there when I realised that last yeah, night. Yeah, you got spooked. Because it was 1am. And then you said, do you want to go? And I said, now? And you said, yeah, nah. That was a fun chat we had. Jess had tucked me into bed about two hours early. <laughs> <laughs> he is not joking. She literally it was very tucked him into bed last very night. That was a great bit. That's a great bit. She's never off. She's never off. I was wearing jeans and I was like, can I take them off? She's like, just go with it. 
So I slept in pants last night. <laughs> Jeans. You call pants underpants. Is this correct? So you weren't wearing pants, but you were wearing jeans. Oh, free balling every day. <laughs> That's how we live our lives. Something else we realised today, your salt and vinegar chips or crisps... This is not ...are in green packets. That's Fucking maniacs. normal. That has, like, really sent me I know me there off. are Aussies in the crowd. That's fucked, isn't it? That's fucked. Green is chicken. Green, green is chicken. chicken. Thank green you. Green is chicken. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. If you think chicken, you think green. <laughs> and even with a few Australians in the crowd, we are so outnumbered. So you're right, we're wrong. Prawn cocktail's a normal flavour. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this place? <laughs> I personally like a bit of cheese and onion. There is, I mean, the Queen lives in this country and you're getting about with green... salt and vinegar? not right. Honestly. Anyway, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> crisps. And you call them crisps. I actually think your crisps are better than our crisps. <laughs> your kettle chips are incredible. Just so you know that. You dirty fucking traitor. <laughs> traitor. I also love the chips from Pret. Oh. 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 Yeah. Greg's. Do Greg's even chip? <laughs> I had to eat a fucking Pratt, Pratter manger <laughs> tonight because of this Pratt head. I felt disgusting. Look at this beautiful still water from Pratt. Anyway. Did I try a salad? Uh, I had a, uh, a toasted sandwich. Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> And I've also got a pack of crisps from Brett to eat after the show, so... Are we sponsored by Brett? No, but we should be. <laughs> the amount of times I've brought it up so far on this tour is pretty crazy. Um, did you have an answer for my question? I have forgotten Oh, it. a dragon. Uh, it's not a dragon. A witch. It's not a witch. Give you uh, one more each. Another black goblin. Mo- uh, another monk? A no. Monk. Do anyone here know this character? It's not mole people. <laughs> It's an individual. You guys don't know the Highgate vampire? Oh! Now I'm listening. Dave loves Twilight. <laughs> oh, so good, the shiny people or whatever. Are you team one of them or team the other one? Yeah, I'm on team, uh, team number one. Yeah. Good whichever choice. One, whichever one that is. Good choice. Team Eric. Is that right? I'm on team prawn cocktail. <laughs> Yuck. There's, so- there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but thank you for having us. <laughs> sorry for yelling at you. The year... Also not sorry. Oh, hang on. All right. Yeah, I'm done. You can go. Sorry, I didn't know you were still doing a, a very fun bit there. Thank you so much. <laughs> the year was 1969. A good year. A Londoner... Nice. <laughs> That nice. is a good year. Nice. We just uh, booked in our seats for the return flight home and uh, guess who checked us into row 69? <laughs> both flights. Both flights. Uh, I was happy with that. It's going to be funny both times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. And the best part is behind that is the uh, row 70 is the unaccompanied minors row. <laughs> so we'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That'll be so good. No, it's we just... won't. <laughs> we will definitely not be doing that. <laughs> it's just 
It's just three grown adults getting on a plane all going. <laughs> oh, so much fun. <laughs> We're the worst. The year was 1969. A Londoner with an interest in the unexplained named David Ferrant or something like that wrote to local newspaper, the Hampstead and Highgate Express. Am I saying Hampstead? Hampstead. Thank you. It's not that hard. I mean, I'm just writing it like you've fucking written it. (laughs) It's weird that the English can't speak their own language. Anyway, the Hampstead... Is that no... Oh, fucking hell. I mean, we are literally staying in Hampstead Heath. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote to the local newspaper... I've forgotten it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Homestead. Take out the A. It's like a Homestead. The Hampstead and Highgate Express. (laughs) In his letter, he spoke of seeing a tall, grey, spooky figure in the Highgate Cemetery when he was passing through on Christmas Eve, 1969. (gasps) Classic Christmas Eve activity, that. You guys all pop down at the cemetery on your way home from... Church, yes. <laughs> I find the word spooky pretty funny. Because I know it's supposed to be scary, but it sounds... It's like... <laughs> you know? Spooky. Fuck off. Yeah, you just, you just wait. Oh, no. <laughs> the letter was published in February the following year. And in it, Ferrant, or Farrant, asked if any readers had experienced a similar thing. In the following week's publication... Farrant received multiple replies. These replies described a bunch of different ghosts and mysterious figures that uh, writers had seen haunting the cemetery and surrounds, including a ghost cyclist, (laughs) a ghost tall man in a hat, a ghost woman dressed in white, and a ghost swimming in the pond. (laughs) They were all described differently and there was hardly any overlap in the different descriptions. So people were like, I don't know if they're talking about the same one. Maybe there's a lot of ghosts. Maybe all these people are just seeing... A very active ghost! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two weeks later, the newspaper published an interview with another man named Sean Manchester. He believed uh, that he could elaborate on the mysterious grey man's identity. And in an article headline, Does a Vampire... They've written, I mean, in the 60s they wrote vampire different, I guess. Does a vampire walk in Highgate? Question mark. <laughs> that, sorry, that's how Matt asks questions. <laughs> he wasn't, even though Australians go up at the end of the sentence anyway, uh, Matt was never taught that. And so he just says a question and finishes it with question mark. Um, but we love him anyway, and thank you for accepting him. Oh, I can hear all of this. <laughs> Talking like I'm not in the bloody room. Manchester spoke of a medieval nobleman who he believed to be buried at Highgate Cemetery. This nobleman, Manchester explained, was a master of black magic when he was alive and that he believed he had recently been resurrected by a Satanist and was now prowling the area at night. And swimming in the pond. (laughs) And And cycling cycling and dressing dressing up as a woman. Etc. Being tall. (laughs) Being tall. (laughs) The story was obviously getting some traction with the uh, the newspaper's readership as they continued to cover it over the coming weeks. According to the website (laughs) BritishParanormal.co.uk, 
On March the 6th, 1970, the Hampstead... <laughs> oh, my God. You did it. Oh, my heart is racing. The Hampstead and Highgate Express published an article stating that David Ferrant had found a number of dead foxes in Highgate Cemetery whilst exploring there. Sean Manchester elaborated further by suggesting that these animals had been used as a food source for the vampire that inhabited the cemetery. <laughs> I was losing momentum there and it started getting the wobbles. Soon it was alleged that the foxes were discovered with their throats slashed open and drained of all blood. Vampire... <laughs> Vampel? <laughs> Vampire. Are they Vamp- of vampires? Vampels? Yeah, the Vampels. <laughs> oh, that's Whoa. a good name for the group that comes in soon. Let's call them the Vampels. All right. Vampire mania started reaching fever pitch with even the mainstream media getting on board. ITV, which is one of the big English TV channels. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, they broadcast a feature about the vampire on location at the cemetery. It was broadcast in prime time on Friday the 13th of March that year. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Reporter, Sarah, reporter Sarah Harris interviewed Ferrant and Manchester. And in the interview, Manchester said that Ferrant would be returning after dark to find and behead the vampire. Behead. Behead. I'm going to behead. <laughs> And he went in there, put a big vampire head on, and being head. It's confusing, but that, that is apparently what he meant. The broadcast led <laughs> to a crowd forming outside the cemetery. Some were curious for a bit of a gander, and others were there with... <laughs> with <laughs> sliding a bit of your lingo. <laughs> others were there with weapons ready to take down the vampire single-handedly. But there's a lot of them. Many handedly. <laughs> Police were on the scene but were outnumbered and many members of the public were able to scale the walls into the cemetery. Perhaps due to the police and the crowd, Ferrant never arrived and no one was able to find any sign of the vampire. Right. Oh. Is that spooky? Isn't it sometimes spookier when you can't see it? But you can feel it. Yeah. yeah. Spooky. <laughs> The television co- coverage only led to more Ferrant. Did he get his own show? Is that what you mean? <laughs> it led to more Ferrant. They gave him a pilot. Then it was picked up from a series, a feature <laughs> film. He's hitting the big time. Yeah, he still mean? hosts a, a comedy talk show here. It's called uh, uh, Late Night with Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah, he had a big he had a big change change up in his face and name. Uh, it, it led to Ferrant attracting more heat from the cops and in August they arrested him inside the Highgate Cemetery holding a crucifix and a wooden stake. At his trial, he was cleared of any criminal wrongdoing. Apparently it was okay for him to be there at any time at that stage. It hadn't been outlawed at that time. Hmm. Although according to MysteriousTimes.com, police would later gather enough photographic evidence of Ferrant's nocturnal forays to successfully jail him in 1974, on charges of maliciously damaging a vault and interfering with a corpse. <laughs> what is he doing? Giving it a buddy's wood. <laughs> <laughs> For those at home, Jess is doing the finger moot. <laughs> finger dick into the hand moot and... Um, 
Oh, I knew that was coming. I guess... Sorry. I guess that's assuming this episode is ever released. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, I assume he was, you know... Fucking it. No, I, I assumed he was oh, taking out his wooden stake and putting it into its orifices. I, um... <laughs> is, that, is that what they call it here? Taking out your wooden stake. That's what I call it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then maybe this will put your mind at ease. France's excuse for these illegal visits was that he was just trying to communicate with the mysterious figure. <laughs> you want me to stab this body? This one? <laughs> okay. All right. Mysterious Times mentions that France's autobiography makes reference to his role as both a psychic investigator and Wiccan with an equivalent high mark of a... <laughs> with, with an equivalent rank of high priest. Oh, okay. So I think he knows what he's talking about. The Mysterious Times article goes on to say that he has since changed his public position, though, about vampires, stating that he, d- he did not, he never did, and he doesn't believe in the existence of undead, blood-sucking creatures. He never said that. <laughs> never said that. <laughs> definitely, definitely said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, Manchester seems to still be all in and has written a book on the events. Uh, in the book, he says the vampire was... At one point, after a girl he knew named Louisa, a mysterious girl that he didn't really explain too much about. And as chivalry is undead, he protected her. That was the, that's my joke of the thing. And I, I wrote it probably about 15 minutes ago. And I said to Jess, I think I just wrote a joke. Wow. But it also might have just been a, a short sentence that didn't fully make sense. I wasn't sure until then. And I realised it was the latter. Okay. Chivalry is undead. Yeah, that all... That is good stuff. Maybe too clever for this crowd? I think so. (laughs) Uh, One night he followed Louisa while she was sleepwalking. So who's following who at this stage? Uh, Manchester's... Sean Manchester's following Louisa. He's following her while she sleepwalks. Yeah, a a girl, a young blonde girl who said he's going to look after because the vampire's after her. Right. And where is she sleepwalking? To the cemetery. Okay. And she goes to one tomb in particular, all while still in this hypnotic, trancy sleep. (laughs) (laughs) More like Manchester, more like Madchester. Um... (laughs) 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 Manchester took this to be a sign that that coffin that she went to in particular was the vampire's lair. He assembled a crack squad of vampire hunters who we call the Vamp Pals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Vamp Pals are here. Uh, I've read somewhere that there was about a hundred of them, but that seems ridiculous. But I also don't really believe any of this. So <laughs> what's more ridiculous than that? All right. So a hundred of, of them... A bridge too far, mate. <laughs> so this big crew of, of vamp friends, vamp pals, uh, go to the cemetery where they break in. Uh, they get in without the police noticing them and head for the catacombs that Louisa previously led them to. They weren't able to get in through the gate of that particular catacomb, though. Um, so Manchester 
uh, climbed on top of the thing. You know those catacombs like building things, I guess? And he abseiled in through a hole in the roof. <laughs> He's written this whole thing himself. And then... Um, I had I shot like, a gun sideways, <laughs> like a kill shot. And everyone, all, everyone with me were wearing bikinis. And <laughs> Did a sweet commando roll. Yeah. Sean Manchester isn't in tonight, is he? The lack of uh, applause makes this feel awkward. Um, <laughs> do you guys all know him? Is this, is this guy your dad or something? <laughs> is he all of your dad? He's a London guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. And all of your dad. <laughs> uh, there they found, once they got in, they found a vampire resting in its coffin. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> This is this is this this is Manchester's account. They found a vampire. There was no journalist there with them, unfortunately, or any authorities. But Manchester said they found the vampire. Okay. It was, it was there resting in its coffin, um, but for some reason Manchester was talked out of driving a stake through his heart <laughs> by the by his posse by the nah, vampire. No, I don't think you should. That, apparently, one of them said, "No, we got to go. We got to get the proper clearance for this." <laughs> Who from? <laughs> From the Queen? How do you know it's a vampire and not a body of uh, a normal dead person? Normal, uh, sorry. Jess. Sorry to shame any vampires in. What about the fangs? Were there fangs? The cow? The Was there a cow? Widow's Peak? Was there any of that? Yes. Matt? I assume so. Matt? Yes. Was there? Yes. Matt? I can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, so they talked him out of driving a stake through his heart. Instead... He put down cloves of garlic and sprinkled some holy water before performing an exorcism, which he can do, and leaving. Self-taught, I believe, but still. (laughs) Uh, The catacomb was later sealed properly by the cemetery, um, which you'd assume is to stop people like them getting back in. But Manchester said, nah, he told them to, and that he made them use special garlic-infused concrete. He can get (laughs) fucked. Three years later, Manchester uh, talks of tracking the vampire to an abandoned house. He's still on the scent. Probably from that garlic. So that garlic concrete is not working. Unbelievable. I love garlic anything, to be honest. Garlic concrete? Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Yeah, like that hard, rock hard, predator manger bread. Not uh, like that. I think you find it's toasted to perfection. <laughs> Not like that soft and fluffy Greg's pastries. Yeah. Oh, it just falls apart in your hands. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, so he tracked it down, tracked the vampire down over a few years, found it three years later in this house where it was living now. <laughs> so it's a person. No, it's a vampire. It's a person living in a house. But it's got like a lease and everything. Yeah. No, got you gotta a job. Do, you gotta do, you gotta do. Um, and he was there with an offsider and he ended up killing it and burning the corpse. Oh, okay. That's murder. <laughs> That's straight up murder. No, well, it would have been if it wasn't a vampire and he wasn't saving everyone's lives. Yeah, you're right. He's a hero. The corpse, the corpse disintegrated, like in the uh, movies and yeah. stuff. What, like ash when it's burnt? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Much Sorry, like that. I'm forgetting this is from his point of view, yeah. so <laughs> this all makes sense. Uh, his offsider was meant to feel, film the events, but was so overwhelmed that he forgot to. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Well, I'm so sorry. 
Uh, Manchester and Fran are now uh, kind of enemies. They don't talk anymore and have been publicly attacking each other's legitimacy. On a blog I was reading, one of them was in the comments, just <laughs> commenting on blogs. So cool. I love it. Um, <laughs> the Mysterious Times article, which I, I really enjoyed, um, concludes saying, The Highgate Vampire is a bizarre fusion of fantasy fused with reality and hammer horror. Armed with this knowledge and the dubious recollections of both Ferrant and Manchester, it is little wonder this most baffling piece of 20th century London lore is best viewed as legend. To both protagonists, though, it is more than that. The publicity they have received continues to feed both men's status as minor esoteric celebrities. They continue to engage... This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate... Your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also... Not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Imagine a bit of feud fought through fiber optic cables. The most dangerous of all fights. The modern day Van Helsings. But but do not be too harsh against either man. Just consider how many similar events involving supernatural phenomena are constructed on shifting or swampy ground. The paranormal relies upon human mouths and hands to forge its greatest episodes. How good's that writing? Pretty good. (laughs) That's the end of my report. One quick fun fact though. This cemetery, it seems to be more famous for the Highgate Vampire, but it's actually the cemetery where Karl Marx is buried. And now that is, it's gone back to being a place where communists go (laughs) 
to pray. So it, it has all come back full circle. <laughs> that is my report. Thank you so much. Let's do it. at the bar wants to grab a vodka lemonade I'd take it off your hands if you want what do, you, do you guys believe that? it was worth a try um, did I believe the vampire? yeah Ferrant and or Manchester are you a manhead or a oh, yeah. fanboy? <laughs> Fa- far far I'm a, fan I'm a manhead yeah. oh but I'm a Ferrant boy yeah I thought that would split you guys did you yeah. anyone here heard of that now that I talk too much about it? still no it's wild it's just around the corner as far as I know where are we? We are still in London, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a report right here to do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Right here to do. Uh, my topic is uh, multiple myths in one place. So I'm going to give this question to Jess and Matt, and if they don't know, then maybe one of you will. In 1989, which village was named by Guinness World Records as the most haunted village in all of England. I mean, uh, you're the geography one. Shropshire? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes? Is that something? What about... Um, what's that... Pl- we drove through that, that place. What was it called again? Birmingham. <laughs> Matt, we did two shows there. We didn't drive through it. Are you okay? You know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, does anyone know the answer to the most haunted village? It is Pluckley. Three people said it. I still don't know what that word is. Pluckley? Pluckley? Pluck- Lee. Pluckley. 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 Probably uh, spelled with a Q or something. No, it's like pluck. P-L-U-C-K. Pluck. Okay. Uh, Pluckley is a small picturesque Love village it. located in Kent in southeast England. Do we have any pluckers in tonight? <laughs> Few Kents, though. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of Kents. Uh, Pluckley has a population of about 1,000, so I doubt any of them came out tonight. Uh, But to be the most haunted village in England, how haunted do you have to be? Well, according to Pluckley's website, pluckley.net, quote, it is reputed to have 12, possibly 13 or 14 ghosts, (laughs) which is so specific. Is is that specific? 12 or 13 or 14? Or 14. 12 to (laughs) 14-ish. To give a bit of sizzle of the horrors we are about to hear, website Kent Live describes some of the ghosts. Quote, The village just outside of Ashford boasts a phantom headmaster, a dying highwayman, a Victorian lady and a flickering light. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's spooky. Uh, because of all this uh, spooky material, Pluckley has become a real destination for paranormal investigators from around the world and it's also the scene for a number of uh, paranormal TV shows including the famous TV channel ITV. <laughs> ITV show Strange But True? Question mark. And also Most Haunted Midsummer Murders and the 90s comedy drama series The Darling Buds of May starring David Jason and Catherine Zeta-Jones. What a spooky combo. 
So basically, I'm going to go through uh, some of these 12 to 14 ghosts and you tell me whether you believe them. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the spi- Matt, do you understand the rules? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, buzz in when you have an answer. Uh, one of the scariest sounding destinations in Pluckley is the Screaming Woods. This forested area just outside of the village is really named Daring Woods and are reputed to be the most haunted woods in all of Britain. They are nicknamed Screaming Woods because it is said to be rife with the screams of long-dead men and women who became lost in the sea of trees. (laughs) I've looked at it on a map. At its widest point, it's only one kilometres across. (laughs) So if those lost people had just kept walking in any direction for ten minutes, they would have been fine. (laughs) Screaming Woods. They just go like, all right, I've got to get... Oh, it's too hot! Just give up. Just give this up. This is where I die. <laughs> I just want to utilise all this space we have. Yeah, I love it. I'll just sit back here for a bit. So that's uh, Screaming Wood. Jess, you, you can also act out another popular area for haunting in Pluckley is a place called Fright Corner. <laughs> Thank you so much. That Thank you. I was the drama captain of my high school. You can tell. Nobody puts Jess in fried corn. <laughs> that drink I had was a double, and I feel pretty good. <laughs> uh, in the 18th century, this is fried corner. An unknown highwayman was killed with a sword after a fright bro- uh, fight broke out between him and the local law, who ran a sword through him and pinned him to the tree with the sword. Ew. Legend has it that a ghostly reenactment of that deadly battle is played out on the spot of the murder. Also inhabiting Fright Corner is the Watercress Lady. <laughs> Matt, do you want to feel this one? No. <laughs> she was, by a few counts, a bit of a local character. A traveller who paid her way by selling watercress to the locals. Her two trademarks were a pipe and a bottle of gin. But one evening, she fell asleep. Makes it sound like she fell asleep unlike, for the first yeah, ever time. Unlike every other yeah. evening. She's like, I'm going to give this a go. The pipe dropped onto her gin-soaked clothing, and within seconds, she had erupted into a raging ball of fire. She was found the next day, a charred pile of ashes. The battered old flask and the shattered clay pipe lying nearby... In the years that followed her tragic death, she appeared as a screaming, howling figure surrounded by flame. But these days, she's calmed down a bit and is more often (laughs) seen as a ghostly figure just sitting on the bridge. (laughs) She's she's over the fire phase of her life. You probably get used to it after a while, don't you? I'm bored of this. (laughs) Hey, Dave, what's a watercrest? You know, watercrest. You don't oh. fucking know. It's like a herby vegetable thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, just double checking. <laughs> He's making sure you knew what it was. Watercrest. Hmm. She's the watercrest lady. She's like a herb. <laughs> it's like a no, herb. It's, killing her it's watercrest, no tea on the end. <laughs> watercrest. <laughs> Most of you were being polite, but one of you was like, crest. Press. 
I, I'm sure I've said this before, but for a long time I thought biceps were biceps. <laughs> I just love putting a T on it. Give me a word, I'll chuck a T on it. Crest, okay, I'll, I'll do this one. Crest. Crest, thank you. Wow. Uh, it's also, so good to watch him work. So, oh, wow. King of crab work, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Another place in uh, Pluckley is St Nicholas's Church, which is a place where you get two ghosts for the price of one. Haunted by two apparitions, one is called the Red Lady and the other one is called the White Lady. I feel like I've heard of these ones. Are they yeah, famous? Well, these are two of the more famous ones in the town. I love this line from Kent Live, the website. A Red Lady is said to search the graveyard, whilst a White Lady has been seen within the church. Racist! <laughs> No, I just remembered there's a there's a company back in Australia called <laughs> it's the a Funeral Home. White Lady Funerals, that's what I was thinking of. I have heard of it, but yeah, it's, a, it's probably not connected. And again, racist. They only do funerals for white ladies. Yo, what is this? Well, my, my father died. Beep <laughs> beep. My nana's funeral was through white lady, I'm not lying. <laughs> Why would you lie about that? <laughs> what a weird lie. I lie a lot. of a compulsive liar. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> All right. I say that a lot. <laughs> oh, the white lady was a young woman who, woman who was apparently buried inside seven coffins. Too many. They really didn't want her to get out. One will do. And then how big's the seventh one? It's like a babushka doll. Huge. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> Seven is too many for those of you who've never been. I'm weird with numbers. Not sure why. Could be on a spectrum. Unsure. Why? I mean, is it? Is that logical? Shall we just make one thicker coffin? A, co- a garlic concrete coffin. Exactly. Thank you. Concrete coffin yeah. is fun to say as well. Have a go. Concrete coffin. <laughs> oh, oh, concrete coffin. Just like that. I can do it just like that. Just like that. You're amazing. Uh, so a bit about the white lady. The white lady haunts St. Nicholas's church and the inside of the library of her former family home, which was destroyed by fire. The white lady spectre was repeatedly seen at Surrendon Daring by employees of the US Embassy, which occupied the manor house between the two world wars. It's claimed a man called Mr. Walter held a loads, uh, lonesome vigil one Christmas Eve in the library. She appeared before him so he shot her apparition with his rifle. <laughs> Mr. Walter wasn't bright. <laughs> he wanted to see her. He held a vigil. She turned up. He's like, no, I was not ready for this. <laughs> Stop shooting. Sounds like he was ready for this. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, what sound did, uh, what, what did the gun make? That's a great question. I think Matt will feel this one. So what, what era is this? Uh, between the two world wars, so let's say 50s? Oh. No, that's wrong. <laughs> 30s? <laughs> well, Big I mean, reaction there. Uh, that was me implying that there is a third world war imminent. <laughs> uh, between the second and third world war? Please, uh, 19... 1930s. 30s. Yeah, okay, I know those ones pretty well. A- and it's a, a rifle. A rifle, sure. <clears throat> was that it? No, that was me clearing my throat. Oh. <coughs> that was it. 
Wow. It is such a privilege to watch you work. Once again, I don't, did I mention that? Self-taught. Self-taught, so, yes. Um, some people think, oh, how many years did you study noise? And um, I mean, sure, every day. I, I study noise, I listen. Hey, put away your exercise books and your bloody laptop computers and, and use... You got all the stationery you need. Right here. I think the teacher's drunk. All the stationery you need right here. I gotta go. I'm gonna have a nap. You're not my real class. <laughs> uh, the red lady is called the red lady because of a red rose left on her grave. And because of the Red Lady, the Church of St. Nicholas has long been a must-see place for people interested in this paranormal activity. This story is listed on London Walking Tour, or the London Walking Tour's website. They run a tour in Pluckley. This is how they get you in. <clears throat> in the early 1970s, in the hope of recording supernatural phenomena, a group of psychic researchers persuaded then-rector, the Reverend John Piddick, to allow them to spend a night locked inside the church. When the vicar came to let them out the next morning... They complained of having spent an uneventful night, the boredom of which had been alleviated only by the vicar's dog, who had come to visit them from time to time. Actually, the vicar commented, I don't have a dog. Yes! <laughs> yes! That's my favourite type. I love that. Like, why, well, there hasn't been a dog around these here, Pa. <laughs> yeah. For another 30 years. That Actually, is my favourite. I don't have a dog. That was my wife. <laughs> Dave. As the feminist on the podcast, <laughs> I'd like to say that is not on, sir. You take that back. Guy, you were that character you were doing yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's, you're not always the most popular when you're being the most feminist, but. Um, <laughs> the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. That's right. Yeah. Good for you, you're I think we all learned something here tonight. <laughs> and that is to stop talking, Matt. <laughs> Uh, the, the Daring family were lords of the manor in the Pluckley area between the 15th century and World War I. Well, those Daring seemed to be up to a bit of hanky-panky because one of them bought a place called Rose Court for his mistress, these days known as the Tudor Lady, who haunts the town. She, she smells of tuna or... <laughs> <laughs> eats, she eats tuna? She haunts tuna. Oh, she haunts tuna. Yeah. <laughs> tuna. Watch out. I'm going to have a, a little mini break. Okay. Do you want to go in that corner? <laughs> All right. Matt's on timeout. Night-night. Bye-bye, Matt. Uh, at Rose Court. What's up? You know... The hard part about doing a kind of uh, fake walk-off is it's, it's always hard to figure out the time to come back. <laughs> and that's the predicament Matt's in at the moment. He's back. <laughs> Thank you so much. What I miss? <laughs> <laughs> well, after a long day of ghost hunting, you want to get away from it all with a drink at the local pub. But 
Even the Black Horse pub in the area is said to be haunted by spirits. Black Horse. Black Horse. Thank Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> uh, this is the Black Horse pub. I love this. With an invisible hand that moves items on the bar and sometimes hide purses and tidies mess. Ooh, stop doing the dishes. <laughs> so you're wondering, where can you get a drink in peace? Well, last Halloween, moonpig.com started selling evil spirits gin. Its main ingredients reportedly coming from Pluckley. Each bottle of the green-coloured gin was personally cursed by a real witch named... Is that a guarantee? (laughs) We'll personally curse each bottle. Well, the name of that witch is Miss Julian White, who was also a part-time screenwriter. I don't know why I found that so funny. Part-time witch, part-time screenwriter. Oh, you got to be these days. Creatives, you know, you yeah. got to... you got to do multiple things. Yeah, you got to have a At nights, plan. she drives Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed how I just said Uber. <laughs> Uber. God, the Australian vernacular. It's so... How mm, do you say? How do you say? How do you say? <laughs> how do you say? <laughs> Uber. <A> certain... <laughs> A je ne sais quoi. Oh, there it is. Well, Miss Julian White put a spell on every drink, and the spell, quote, empowers the drinker to follow whatever their hearts desire, whether it is for good or evil. <laughs> During the distillation, the gin was infused with possessed apples and mint, that <laughs> <laughs> and mint grown in Pluckley. It was available for 13 pounds. There you go. Possessed apples. Fuck off. <laughs> so to wrap up here is... That's why I don't eat fruit. <laughs> yeah. It's not good for you. <laughs> is Pluckley really haunted? Well, this is debated across the internet, many claiming that some of the stories were just made up in the 20th century for publicity. Sadly, Guinness World Records no longer recognises the most haunted town in England, mainly because they now focus on world records. <laughs> I have to admit, I myself was quite a sceptic when I came to this, but then I came across this real-life anecdote on a Kent message board. And it instantly changed my mind. This was submitted by a user called Susie21 just over a year ago. On her way home... Sorry, I don't think that's what Susie sounds like. ago it was a foggy old night and visibility on the roads out there wasn't great plus it's pitch black when it's out in the sticks suddenly from out of the fog came an almost musty yellow colored cloud oh, <laughs> Neil. <laughs> it was traveling faster than the fog it was solid and as I was approaching our car, I pointed it out to one of my sons. It went under my car and out to the other side. I have never seen anything like that before, and I was eating chips. <laughs> Which we had bought just before our journey. They had gone stone cold afterwards. 
Oh my god! I can't believe it. Susie Twenty One finishes. In my opinion, the areas around Pluckley are haunted. Of course, one or two stories would have been made up over the years, but not all. And if that wasn't enough to convince you, on the same message board, a man named Marco929 just wrote, <clears throat> The most frightening thing about Pluckley are the house prices. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. And that is my report on Pluckley. <laughs> wow. Wow. What do you, what do you reckon? That sound... I mean, there's 12, 13 or 14 ghosts there. One of them's got to be real. Yeah, I reckon it's definitely the yellow fog <laughs> that <laughs> made her chips cold. Oh. I'm with you. I was a naysayer until the cold chip incident. That really, really... There's nothing that explains that. It has to be paranormal. I reckon, Ooh. yeah, the stray dog who was there yeah. for a bit, that was fucking <laughs> spine tingling. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that, that? a dog being there for a bit? <laughs> no, I mean, that dog, it couldn't have come from anywhere. It must have been from the other side. <laughs> I do, I love that. No, it was great, Dave. I reckon they're all true. And yeah, there are a few Kents in tonight. Is that right? Are we near Kent? We're not you too be, far from Kent. Not that far, South East England. Are people genuinely from Kent? Yeah. Wow. Yes, again, one has taken a... Well, I mean, I I think in this case, when you're saying yes, if you're from Kent... You're talking about yourself. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. It's been a long trip. (laughs) I'm a little cranky. (laughs) My chips went cold earlier. (laughs) In an unexplained fashion. (laughs) That's that's upset me. Can we get chips on the way home, please? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That is yes, definitely. Oh, but that does bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming out to our final show of the UK Tour, London. You have been fantastic. Seeing as this is our last show, would you guys mind if we uh, take a photo with you guys in the background? Would you mind that? That'd be okay. Would it be possible to get the house lights up for a sec? Al, would that be okay? Thank you so much. And while we're doing that, can we have a big round of applause for Al and everyone here at the venue? Thank you. Thank you so much, We love it here. Oh, nice. And he's going to come on stage now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Chatterley <laughs> from In-Ear Entertainment. He's the, one re- the main reason we are here. So thank you so much, Mark. We really appreciate that. He made it all happen. Thanks so much, Mark, your bloody legend. Uh, and then after the show, um, if anyone wants to, we'll be... Did Dave already say that? No. I have not said anything. We're going to be down that corner over there... Um, uh, signing or meeting or whatever. You say I've never done this pitch part at the end. Jess is real good at it. <clears throat> Even calling it a pitch was weird. You feel free to fuck off. It doesn't matter at all. Yes. Well, I don't need. I don't need to shake your hand. <laughs> okay. That's all not right. about me. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Our chips went cold earlier. Yeah. Very. You stressful. understand. Um, we will be in the back corner. We've got some posters. Uh, we may have some T-shirts left, a handful of T-shirts left. Um, if you want to come up and say hello, you're more than welcome to. You are allowed to leave. <laughs> That's fine. Um, we'll just be up there, and it's, uh, it's 
seriously blown our mind that we've been able to come over to the UK at all, let alone doing a sh- our biggest show ever here. So truly, thank you so much. Thank you. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Now look excited. Thanks so much, everyone. I couldn't see you, but did you look excited? (laughs) Thanks, mate. Did they? Yeah. Oh, you panicked. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You were not expecting that. And he went, oh, maybe? And that's a fair answer, yep. Oh, that does bring us to the end of the tour and the end of the tour. And England and both uh, England and Scotland have been so, so kind to us on this tour. So as a mark of respect, (laughs) we've decided to end the show by playing your national anthem. (laughs) Hit it, Al! I don't know it from here on. It's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. Oh, that's the end. Thank you so much, London. Good night. I wasn't sure if it would, Dave, but that really holds up. Well, I mean... I mean- I love that we decided to sit here, listen back together, laugh yeah. at all the best moments, mainly uh, laughing at our own jokes and yeah. not the others, because mm. we're pretty selfish. I yawned at yours. Yeah. <laughs> there was... Ah, bored. Just, just happy to get some reaction. <laughs> Sometimes I said the word yawn. I remember there being a real funny uh, line about Greg's, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we found the humour button in the UK. It's a little thing called Greg's. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's... Uh, Two G's. We never really explained it in the show. Well, three did we? G's. Yeah, it's like a ba- it's like some sort of bakery. It's, it's like a bakery with sandwiches and other treats. And uh, you should get a sausage roll. What, you, what is it? What are you doing? Get a sausage roll. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I love that. Best girl. heckle of my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a fruit salad at Greg's. Yeah, get a sausage roll. What are you doing? What are you doing? You did really fuck up in getting a fruit salad, you idiot. Oh, do you remember when we were in that Greg's actually in Edinburgh? I dropped that chocolate mousse. Yes. That was f- full line of people. I'm sort of browsing the, the fruit salads and I knock a chocolate mousse. It floors on the floor, goes flying. Mm. It hit a guy's foot. It, oh, I had to apologise and then I thought, do I have to buy this? But no. And I didn't. He just put it straight back. So someone got my gross mousse from the floor. I mean, it, well, the oh, mousse Greg. itself didn't go on the floor. You're welcome, Greg's customer. <laughs> I mean, they just got a chocolate mousse, really. And if any day that I get a chocolate mousse, it's a good day. Mm. And if they're oh, listening, now I want chocolate please mousse. indulge. <laughs> please enjoy. I love saying it. I love telling people to enjoy their meal. Enjoy. Please indulge. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy. <laughs> it's my new addiction. Bon appétit. Oh, love it. That is an unhealthy addiction, Dave. <laughs> I walk around restaurants and just whisper it. We are worried about you. This is It's going to get you killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You say that to the wrong person. Yeah. They're going to be like, what do you mean by that? And then they're going to think you poisoned them. Turns out they're in the mafia. Then they take you out the back. And they just mean to like, just like shake you up a little bit and scare you. But you've got a tiny little heart and you just. Do you have a tiny heart? Yeah. He's it's a, tiny. It's a real problem. All oh, right. Mm. So, yeah. So tiny esophagus, tiny butt, tiny anus, and a tiny heart. 
Yeah. Is there another no badger that isn't Tawny? Big personality. Big personality. Big baby blue eyes. End of list. Big, big hat forehead. of hair. Big forehead. <laughs> big forehead. <laughs> big hat of hair. Big ego. Surprisingly big, big yeah. ego. Um, big belief in himself. Yeah. Big potential. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Again, there's that ego. Big sex appeal. No. Right, <laughs> big charisma. He's doing that little frog face he does. Uh, big. Stop, please. Uh, honesty. No. <laughs> big. Big self-awareness. Yeah, big self-awareness. That's the word I'm looking for. I was going to say big realistic. <laughs> big words. Real big. Really big. <laughs> Anyway, we, we thank you so much for listening to that live episode. We are now here to break it down for it down. our Patreon supporters. And basically, if you are one of them or if you're not one of them but you want to be part of an exclusive crew that supports the show and people that we all love, every single one of them, and you want to buy our love, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash pod. Mm. And in exchange for supporting the show, maybe you listen every week, you want to give back to the to the free podcast, what you can do is give us a little bit of money every month, and then we will give you rewards in exchange, including shout-outs, mm-hmm. uh, two bonus episodes every month. You get advance warning on tickets. For example, when we're in the UK, the shows were all sold out, but then some of the shows we were told by the venue, oh, we could get five more people in. So who do we tell first? We tell the Patreon people, and often those tickets, you know, just got sold. Yeah, sometimes, often. No, I meant just to the Patreon people. So we never. Some of the venues didn't even have to open up to the, the, the plebs of the public. Hey, we love the plebs. No, um, we do, we do. But if you can't, obviously, if you can't afford to support the show monetarily, you can always tell a friend. Remember, we're encouraging you now to steal a phone, download the not steal a phone down or off a friend. <laughs> momentarily yeah. download a podcast app if they don't have one or if they do, just make sure they have do go on listening there and uh, maybe we'll get a new Steal a phone. Yeah. Uh, download a podcast app. Subscribe to Do Go On. Cops are coming. Shit, you're panicking. <laughs> Throw the phone into the river. Run. Run, <laughs> goddammit. They're on your tail. It's a it's a really it's a five step process. What happens from there? That's up to you. That's next week. That's up to you. <laughs> I'll uh, keep that story going next week. It's a new segment on the show called Matt Talks a Bit. I like it. Yeah. We need more. Uh, here's another one of the great segments of this show, and it is brought to you uh, by a Patreon listener each week. It's called Fact Quote or Question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's the, that jingle go? Fact Quote or Question. Well, we have had listeners send in some jingles, so... Uh, as well, which have been great, and I've, we've got to drop them in more often. Jess, if you do remember to, drop one in here. If not, just leave a, a moment of silence there. Thank you. Uh, in, in memory of the jingle we didn't play. <laughs> uh, this week's fact, quote, or question comes from Odie Matthews. It's his second entry into the fact, quote, or question segment. It's quite an exclusive tier, this. So people, you, you do get a second go. Yeah, we've had people get through two or three or four. Well, not four. Come on, let's be bloody honest with ourselves for a second. You know what I mean? A bloody golf half cocked. But we, yeah, because um, there aren't heaps of people in this section, we do get through a few of you. Uh, and Odie gets to give himself a title. That's part of this, part of the fun of this. He's given himself the title of CEO of Dugo Undies. Dugo Undies. Oh, that's good. That is good. That's a company. I think it's, I think Dave maybe came up with that. Is that true? Bloody hell. 
who knows what we've talked about in the mm. past, but it feels like that's something we once. Yeah, I do vaguely remember it. I have no memory of it. I think it might have been me. I think it should. Because Ellen has her own undies. Oh. And we are as good, if not better, I bet than I asked, Ellen. I bet I asked at the time, is her face on them? I think so. Because we should get our faces on, underpants. Butt also... or front? I think I'd like to be on the front. Great. All right, Dave, we're not here to live out your fantasies, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, you're on the hip, so whatever, loser. Yeah, he's a hip dude. One on the hip, two on the lip, as we always oh, say God. here. Anyway, uh, Odie's fact quota question this week is a fact. And here, thank goodness, because you couldn't pronounce the word question. Then. <laughs> question. 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 Uh, this is from Odie. Odie says. There are roughly 45 million kangaroos worldwide and there are 12 million people in Ohio. So if there was an instance that kangaroos invaded Ohio, each individual would have to fight off a minimum of three to four kangaroos. <laughs> he said this might not be 100% accurate, but around the numbers based on 2017 data and it's pretty close and combines kangaroos with the podcast's favourite state, Ohio. I reckon... I could take three to four kangaroos. Well, Joey's. Yeah, but you're not an Ohioan. I'm just saying. Oh, just saying. Three to four kangaroos. No Wait, did you say Joey's, baby kangaroos? Yeah. Are you a monster? You absolute monster. Well, have you seen how big the red ones are? They're massive. Yeah. Like, like they lean back on their tails and kick. I'm and just saying, if I if I got to pick the three or four that I fought, obviously I'm going to pick an easy fight and save myself. They use they've got some sort of talent where they'll gut you as well. They're not, yeah, they're pretty vicious. Forty five million is quite impressive. I would have, if I had a guess, I reckon I would have said ten percent of that. Yeah, probably. Forty five million, and also they have to work out transport because I imagine most are in Australia to get to Ohio. Yeah, true. Even I mean, even if they took on Australia, which I'd say a lot of those kangaroos are in Australia. Where else would they be? That would be yeah, that's nearly zoos. two kangaroos to a to a person in Australia. There's tw- about twenty five million Australians and forty five million kangaroos. So mm. if you do the maths there, I, I, I don't think I could one. take a kangaroo. So I reckon I'll give Jess. Can you do four? Yeah, but I reckon your best chance is just look pathetic and little and neat. Oh, you're doing it. Oh, thank you. And then it will just put you in its pouch. That's what I'd do in any war, and I'd hope to be put in my opponent's pouch. Yep. No matter what the circumstance. Take you on as their little Joey. So, anyway, is that how you wanted that to go, Odie? Thank you so much for (laughs) writing in with that. I love thinking outside of the box with the fact there. Love that. Beautiful fact. Um, And we'll have another fact quote or question next week. That's exciting. Bit of sizzle. Bit of sizzle. For next week. Oh, big time. Now, to end our, this little segment of thanking Patreon supporters, let's thank some Patreon supporters. That would be so nice. The lifeblood of this podcast. Great idea. That is absolutely right. Now, we did just speak about myths and or legends. Mm-hmm. We did. Now, obviously, these people are already legends in our eyes. But, Jess, do you have any idea of how we could thank these people? No. <laughs> Well, maybe, okay. maybe so. Like we maybe talked we about could... the vampire of Highgate. Maybe these could be a something, something of, of their town. Their town. I my thinking is that's not a bad idea. Jess. We get something. Uh, so, for example, like the vampire of, where? of Highgate. Oh, okay. 
uh, these people, these patrons could be the something mm. of their town. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I owe you one. I just needed it to look like. It's my idea because it's my thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty bad at it. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're very good at it. Thanks, mate. Okay. On with the pod. <laughs> oh, well, hey, how about I kick off by thanking a man who I believe is from Canada. And uh, maybe... No. A- Damn it. No, that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is right. I'm sorry. I just had to... No. No. He's wrong, goddammit. I just spat water everywhere. <laughs> no. No. Incorrect. Try again. What do you reckon? I re- is it? It's not Canada? No, it is. <laughs> I'm so confused. He's from Moncton in NB, California. No, Canada. There's <laughs> something wrong with you. You've, uh, you've freaked me. <laughs> uh, look, I'll come you've clean and tell speak. you. I was just going to say... I'm, my voice was was wrong. I meant to say, my delivery, I meant to say, from Canada. I meant to say, no. <laughs> from Canada, but I went, no. <laughs> it sounded like I was shutting you down. No, like, right. incorrect. Oh, no. No. Now, let me tell you that I'm just looking at Moncton here. This is quite impressive. It's uh, in New Brunswick. Ah, and we're in old Brunswick. That's right. And or just Brunswick. That's very easterly Canada. Very easterly. I should say, because yeah. there could be plenty of Monktons listening, yeah. I should say that the person I'm thinking is Mr. Dean Brett. Dean Brett, the man oh. with two first names. Yeah, well, I bloody love that. You know I love that. You love that. I Dean love Brett, that. He sounds like a character from an early 90s TV show to me. Dean Brett. Dean Brett. Sounds like an all-American Canadian. Yes, and he's the something of Moncton. I mean. The Dean? <laughs> yes. Is it a university town dean? Yes. The Dean of Moncton. And what is it? I mean, does he, is he some sort of a super super good guy or yeah. super natural? No, very progressive. Very progressive. Yeah, so progressive right. that people think that he... Has superpowers. Wow. Because yeah, he, he is so progressive, he's sort of accepting of people that we don't even know exist. Yeah. You're talking like the Canadian president kind of progressive? Yeah. yeah. But right. just on a much smaller scale because he's a dean of Moncton. He's basically the Canadian Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. If that Does that help you? Does that put it into that does help, context help, for you? Help me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're happy to help. I really appreciate that. The Dean of Moncton. You have done such little work for Dean there. You've taken his first name and the city he's from. Hey, you can bet on him because he's a sure Brett. Oh, I was trying to think of anything to do with Brett. I've never hated you more. Oh. That's the worst thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Oh, I'm pretty sure we've had worse. In fact, I'd Brett my life savings on <laughs> I'm just trying to give Dean more of a moment because I just said his name and then where he's from. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he's grateful for this moment you've given him. When we meet people at shows, sometimes they come up and say, hey, I'm a Patreon supporter. You said I was the – and often it's like a pretty cool-sounding name or people change their Twitter bio to blah, blah of blah, blah. But it's just – 
Dean of Moncton. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. Yes, that is right. I am yeah, Dean of Moncton. Yeah. And now for my nickname that you will give when me. Oh, our, that's it. Okay. When we do our, our Canadian show, I'm sure you'll be there, Dean. You'll be like, it's me, Dean yeah. from Moncton, you know, the Dean of Moncton. <laughs> and we'll apologise in person. Yep. Um, you better bread it. <laughs> Believe it. I to say believe it. You better believe it. Oh, yes. That <laughs> is better so bread it. <laughs> you better be bread it. Regret it. Regret it. Oh, fucking hell. Give up. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Dean. Thanks so much for your support. <laughs> Ready, Brett? Go with the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, you. I know. Oh, man. I, uh, this uh, next guy, he's he's also he's set himself up for another bland Dave <laughs> bit of work here from Officer in Victoria. It's Ben Gill. Oh, Gill, Gay, Gail, Gill, Gay, G U I L E. There'd be something silent in there, right? I reckon it's all silent. Ben Gill. I reckon that's Guile. Guile. And I reckon that's Ben. The officer of Victoria. <laughs> no, I'll give you something more, Ben. The gentleman. Of officer? Because it's something of officer. This is, this like is, an officer and a gentleman. Yeah, the gentleman of officer. <laughs> All right, you think of something then, Captain Judgey over there? Okay, I'm going to, I think he, I'm going to, just this is off a of vibe. I reckon he is the, uh, Drumming ghost. I love this of officer. Of officer. Which do you know where officer is? Yeah, it's out just it's out east. Out, out east of Melbourne. It's on, it's probably a suburb almost. Yeah, or it is. just outside. Yeah, a suburb. But it's very uh, foresty. I think. I missed what you it's said. In the beautiful what was it? East. He is the ghost drummer of officer. Yeah. So like you people hear drumming coming from another room. They're yeah. like, why does someone? The drumming is coming from inside the house. <laughs> and then they go into the yeah. room, but there's no one there. Potentially even the drum kit's a ghost. Wow. Whoa. Ghost drum kit. Na, 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 na. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're kind of a duo. Yeah. The ghost drummer and the but ghost also, drum kit. But it's, also, it, like ghosts can kind of appear, he actually has to transport his drum kit. Yeah. It's really annoying for so him. It's quite tedious. After haunting. He's, you he's see him going, he's walking in and out the bass drum, plugging <laughs> yeah. it yeah. out yeah. to his ghost car. First ever ghost to have a roadie. <laughs> to his ghost car. Other ghosts don't have to have a car, but he's got his gear with him. So. And he's got a ghost roadie. But what, what's he going to do? That's no, Not... a regular roadie. <laughs> what's Just it? a guy called Phil that he pays. <laughs> Phil's on minimum wage. What's he going to do? Not play the drum? He's a ghost drummer. Yeah. So, sure, so. That's, his, that's his thing. He wishes that he was the ghost keyboard player. But early ghost on, he chose guitarist. the drums. Ghost singer. That's what he really is. Oh. Oh, he just wail. Yeah. The ghost wail. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Instead, it's just double kicks up the wazoo. Double kicks. Can I thank some people as well? Please do. Thank you, Ben. I would like to thank from West Footscray. A beautiful neck of the woods. Not far. The from wonderful here. West. CJ Diamond. Holy moly. Wow, that is a cool name. Yeah. So cool that I think it's fake. You yeah. think that of every name, though. Yeah, but Diamond, come on. Yeah, it's Diamond, great. that was uh, Dimebag Daryl's 
uh, initial nickname. Before he was Dimebag, he was Diamond Daryl. Oh, okay. As you, as you two would recall from yeah. the Pantera episode. Obviously. Absolutely. That Pantera course... episode where I was very well. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Vinnie Paul on Ghost Drums. That's right. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> See, I, I listened a bit. I listened a bit. What high praise you get for Thank you so your much. reports. Uh, and CJ, well, actually, sorry, CJ, one second. Many, many people, I would say over 10 people, when we, which is, to be honest is higher than any other episode that people were mentioning, came up to us in the UK after the shows and said, thanks, Matt, I listen to Pantera now because of that episode. Yeah. Right. yeah many that, people. That was interesting. 10 I plus. I reckon, yeah, I reckon 10, 10 to 12. Oh, because of your passion. Yeah, it's great. Look, I'd love to take all the praise, but I think Pantera did a lot of the work there. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh. I mean, every band needs a hype man. I just realised that Vinnie Paul is a ghost drummer now. Oh. oh. Forgot about that too. But we're done with ghost drummers. All right, so CJ Diamond from West Footscray. The something of West Footscray. The Pied Piper. Ooh. Oh, I was going to go for podiatrist. <laughs> the pied, pied podiatrist. podiatrist. <laughs> so. Foot scray. So. Oh, foot scray, sorry. Mm. So they go around inspecting feet and yep. that makes rats follow them? Yep. <laughs> Story is is it a blessing or a curse? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's a ghost life, isn't us. it? Every ghost life is a blessing and a curse, Wait, baby. They're a ghost as well. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're a pipe. They're a, all right, let's get this straight. I forgot they're, they weren't all ghosts. They are a, <laughs> let's be honest, a drumming Pied Piper, also a ghost, also a podiatrist. Wow, this is a card. They're so real slashy. They're just collecting things as we go. Oh, the drumming's just a hobby. Right. Yeah. That's just the thing they do on the side. Part-time screenwriter. They Ooh, are. Like that witch. The ghost Pied Podiatrist of West Let's go. Ghost Pied Podiatrist. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm so sorry, CJ. But thank you thank for the you. service to feet. Looking yeah. forward to seeing your Twitter pro- pro- bio saying the ghost yeah. drummer slash pied piper slash podiatrist of West Footscray. That's going to be good stuff. I reckon, yeah, you'll you'll look on uh, their Twitter profile soon and it'll have that up there and yeah. you can bread on that. <laughs> oh, I hate both of you. I feel so good. Do you? Not being the last person to have made a bad joke like that. <laughs> It's like well, a re- there's still time. Give me hope. Wait, I was just saying your joke back. I was still yeah, making still, fun of you. It's still your That's joke. your joke. I don't think so. I mean, you should just quit while you're ahead while we're calling it a joke. Yeah. All right. Let it die now. Okay. And I would also like to thank, I'm so sorry to CJ, but thank you so much for supporting us. I would also like to thank from Texas. Ah, Texas T. John. Black gold. Oil, that is. <laughs> John Willis. Oh, John Willis. Great name. What from, are you talking about? From Texas. John Willis. <laughs> from Texas. From a place called College Station. You know I who else is about. from Texas? Who? Pantera. Hmm. Don't, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> what was their first album called? Uh, their first, first album was, was it called, um... Okay, their early ones, their first proper album was Cowboys from Hell. I'm trying to think of their first independent album. They had I'm the Night, Jungle Magic or something like that. Power Metal was their fourth one. But I can't remember what their first. I think we found our name. John Willis, the Power Metal of Texas. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure what a Power Metal is. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. Yeah, and that's sexy. <laughs> metal Magic was their first one. 
John, take your pick. You could also be the metal magic of Texas. Yeah. You're welcome. That's so funny. And that, that, we're sorry. The cover of Metal Magic makes me laugh to this very day. Is it the, the lion the, thing? That's Yeah. It's sort the of, small waist? It's like the dog lion man wearing a belt and nothing. <laughs> yeah, just wearing a belt. <laughs> What's it holding up? And we're like holding the weirdest sword you've ever seen. And it's got no balls? No. But real, like real defined thighs. Yeah, it's really muscular, the legs, isn't it? Yeah, definitely d- does a lot of squats. Actually, pretty built upper body as well. Got that real V shape that everyone sort of... All right, for. let's stop describing my body and get back to the image. <laughs> and you can bret your life on that. Am I doing this right? No. Yeah, you're killing. You're killing. Uh, somebody's going to get killed. With the power medal of Texas. Thank yeah. you, John. Power, and what does that mean, yeah. the power medal What is a power medal? It's easy to ask what isn't a power medal. Okay. Uh, it's a shorter list. Right. And? And what isn't a power medal? What's on that list? Chocolate sauce. Okay. End list. Oh, right. So it's, I told you it was Everything but chocolate sauce. Yeah, you stay away from the chocolate sauce. So now caramel sauce. For, now I feel sorry for chocolate sauce. Yeah. Left out. Everything else is power metal. Sorry. Oh, sorry, chocolate sauce. Power metal. That's, That's the title track. That's and John Willis, you found your theme song, please. It's beautiful. Thank you, you John. You still MySpace, you could put it on your page. Oh, All right. I miss that. Thanks, John. Right. Finally, I'd like to thank a couple of Dead Set legends. Brett Set legends. Oh, that's good. That is. Jess nearly laughed at that. She didn't at all. I would like to thank from Nas. I said, I mean, the bit that rhymes with Brett is not the bit that I changed to Brett. Which is great. That's even better. <laughs> sure, it should, dead Brett legends. Anyway, <laughs> that would have been too good for you, Jess. Well, you're making her laugh now. Obviously, it was quite good. At. I'm laughing at you. You're oh. laughing, Brett, me. Stop it. I'm starting to see what Dave was on about. This is good fun. It's Dave, fun. thanks some people. I would like to thank from Kildare in Ireland. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I paused because you sound like you're about to make a comment there. Ah. Uh, Ireland. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Brian Dillon. BD. BD, thank you so much. What is Brian Dillon, the something of Kildare? I reckon the... Uh, the uh, Bomb diggity. The bomb diggity pirate. I was looking at his initials, trying to think of something I could think of with BD. Bomb diggity pirate bomb diggity. of Kildare. The bomb diggity pirate of Kildare. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you got a suggestion that would make it oh, very good? With chocolate sauce. There yes, I there don't have a suggestion. Is. Matt does, and that was good stuff. Bomb diggity pirate, pirate with chocolate sauce of, from, of Kildare. Kildare. Yeah, what's he doing with the chocolate sauce? Well, he's he's sailing on a sea of chocolate. Oh, sauce. love it! He's a chocolate pirate. Yeah, yum, yum indeed. And thank you, um, Brian. Um, um, what's bomb diggity? I would just be like scooping up chocolate sauce. Mm. And you'd be like, Jesse, you drinking the chocolate sauce again? And I'd be like, no, but I'd have chocolate all over my face. And you'd be like, yes. If it's not chocolate sauce, what is it? Oh, cocaine. <laughs> that sweet brown <laughs> powder. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Oil. I'd like to thank from, uh, finally, from Christchurch in New Zealand, Megan 
Thompson. Hmm. Megan Thompson. Christchurch, beautiful, beautiful neck of the woods. What about the neck of Christchurch? <laughs> she holds it all together, baby. No, that, that'd be some sort of vampire there, right? They love necks. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe she's the, what's a thing? Say a thing. Neck. <laughs> Just say a thing. Banana. She's the banana vampire of Christchurch. Okay, you ignored my suggestion. <laughs> the uh, vampire, banana neck vampire. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, she right. has a tattoo of a banana on her neck. Oh, that is good. That's how you know. That's how you know it's her. But that's why she's always wearing skivvies. <laughs> she's a she's a vampire who's never low on potassium. Yeah, that's important. It's a mm. low GI snack. Yeah, they're a great treat. It's beautiful. Good ends because it's for energy. Yeah. Bit Thank of fiber you. in there too, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you so Gotta much, be. Megan. Quit that judging. Is, yeah, that is great stuff. We appreciate you supporting us over in Christchurch. Thank you so you much. You banana neck vampire, you. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to this, if you've listened this uh, far through, can well, you let us know if this is the worst thing? Can you <laughs> confirm this is the worst thing we've ever done? I'm having fun. <laughs> I, if you didn't have that bottle of vodka in front of you, I would swear that you were drunk. A delight. Thank you. We have to leave now. <laughs> I need an ambulance. Someone call the police. There's been a murder. A comedy murder. <laughs> We've been too funny. You break your life on that. <laughs> You've uh yeah, the cops better come cuz we've got a brat to pay to society. <laughs> come on, just do one. Just do one. No. Then we'll see. You, honestly, you will come to the dark side. I just can't think of one. Just bread it come to you. <laughs> oh, He's so good. good at it. Come on. But with this serve, you better not hit the bread. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm feeling a lot I... of breccia. Thank you. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> I'm afraid that does You hit the bread with your serve. I think uh, I'm glad we're shit at this. Uh, and this was all thanks to our good friend, Dean Brett. Thank you so much, Dean Brett. And well, I'm so it was sorry. all thanks to Dean and also entirely Dean's fault. Dean, you ruined the podcast. So, <laughs> who, who this will ta- be our last episode. Who are you talking about? Could you t- tell, tell me who you're talking about from his title, not from his old name? I don't oh, remember. Please. You don't the remember. Dean of Moncton. <laughs> The Dean of Moncton. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, you know. the Dean of Moncton. <laughs> Dean Brett of Moncton, yes. God, it sounds like Jess has been taking Bretamine over there. Fuck off. Yes, that is, no, that is, sorry, I've just got a call. Are you patting yourself on the back? He's literally patting himself on the back. I've got a back. call from God and that was comedy. Oh, God called you, did he? To yes. tell you that that was comedy. Yes, sometimes I ask. Mainly when I ask when I talk to him. Is that comedy? Oh, was that is that comedy? Oh god, I'm so sorry to all of you. <laughs> all Especially right. you, Dean Brett. Yeah. AKA the Dean of Moncton. Of Moncton. <laughs> but that does sadly bring us to another end of <laughs> the best podcast of our lives. Uh thank you so much for listening this far. We appreciate that. At the start of the show we did mention all our social medias and stuff, but you can find them all in one place. Do go on pod.com. Oh, that's something I didn't mention. Um, but yes, 
that you can find it all there and please do give us a review if you do have a chance and force us onto your friends and family and also check out book cheat which is a my favorite podcast of the current day which is where dave uh talks about a book and he's gone through some of the classics like Shakespeare's Othello, as well as that one about that guy near a town called Egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure the Great Gatsby that one is. No, no. That was my biggest takeaway from that episode was they set this in a place called Egg. Fictional. And place. it's still thought of as a classic. Yeah. I can't believe the... anyone read beyond that. I didn't. Greatest novels of all time. Yeah. I mean, I'd if it was the greatest of all time, I would have been able to finish it. Mm. And I'm real smart. I read good. You read real good. So you really do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, if you kisses. do, if you do leave us a review, let us know it was this episode by including your best Brett pun in the review. And some kisses. I love it. No I'm one so sorry for this weird Ace Mr. or whatever that is. It's nice. It's nice. (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. Podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.